Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to an emergency podcast here on The Last Word on Spurs as we discuss Maurizio Pochettino being sacked by Tottenham Hotspur. I have got the whole of The Last Word on Spurs team joining me to discuss that news and how the club are going to be looking to go forward. We discuss the players, the board, the next manager and also reflect on Maurizio Pochettino's tenure at the football club. And we discuss whether Tottenham Hotspur made the right decision in sacking Maurizio Pochettino. We've got the whole panel on to review the breaking news that has only come through to us in this last hour. We've got Lee McQueen, Jamie from Daily Hotspur, Chris Cowlin, Jason McGovern's with us, John from Lily White Rose. And I guess, do you know what, I'm going to start with you, Lee, because you've been very passionate about this man yeah. turning it around he won't be given that opportunity to turn it around at Tottenham. What is your first reaction to Maurizio Pochettino being sacked by Daniel Levy? I feel sick. I utterly sick. In actual fact, it was Chris, uh, our very own Chris Cowling, uh, that broke the news. It had come through on a WhatsApp group form for me. And I thought it was a mock-up at first. I thought, hey, he's having a bit of a laugh or whatever. And then, uh, and then obviously it broke everywhere all over the media. Um, I, I, I'm devastated. Genuinely devastated. I feel, I feel sick. I feel, I feel like, um, I feel like there's almost been a, a death in the, in, in the, you know what I mean, like in in the community almost. I, I just, I can't get my head around it. I know that I know that people are going to point all the stats at me. I know people are going to say that you know the form has been bad and whatever. But this guy is the best manager that we've ever ever had in the modern era. In the modern era, and yeah, he didn't win anything. But what he's a, he's a winner, absolute winner. And people are laughing at me right now. He ain't won anything, but that's short termism. That guy will go and get a job at one of the elite clubs in Europe or probably Man United right on our doorstep and he will rub our noses in the fact that he win trophy after trophy after trophy. And, and, I, and I feel sick. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely gutted. And the biggest thing that makes me angry, and I've always been pro the board and pro Tottenham and the club's bigger than anyone else and I, and, and I stand by all of that stuff. But what I'm angry about, yeah, from, from an emotional perspective, is the fact that we had arrogance to sack him. How outrageous that we sacked him. 
Like it didn't even. It wasn't even like a mutual. It wasn't even a mutual um, uh, thing. It was. It was a. It was a. It was a sacking, and I just think that is outrageous. Jace, I think you know both of us have been quite open, honest on air in terms of saying that results have simply not been good enough. But again. If anyone's been listening over the last few weeks on Love Sport, we've made it clear that what we didn't want to ever want to happen is this man to be hounded out to the point where what he's given to Tottenham in terms of that platform, he did make us very proud again. I feel that he has gone way before a lot of those players in the squad should have left Tottenham. What's your reaction to Maurizio Pochettino being sacked by the club? Just to go quickly on what Lee said, what we don't know is that he wasn't offered the opportunity to go mutually and that Maybe he refused and said, no, I'm, I'm refusing to resign. So so that's it. So yeah, fair enough. The only thing to, to clear up. I think I said on Love Sport the last few weeks, I thought it was, was time for a change, but I didn't want to hound him out. I just, I thought the performances was, was what had worried me more, more so in a way than the results of late. The, the last three or three of the last four, if you like, Watford at home, um, that Everton game and then the, the Sheffield United game where, where there was no want-aways really on the pitch but the performance was so flat and and it, it had all that look of a manager that had lost the dressing room that's sadly how, how teams look when that happens and I just, you know, I'd lost the belief that he would have turned it and, and I said at that stage that if we're going to end up having a new manager come the end of the season I'd sooner it be done now so that you give a new man the maximum time to put his mark on going into next. You give yourself a head start going into next season. He's got two windows to plan for it. And that next year doesn't then have to be a fully transitional year if he's already been able to, to start to do the to do, to do the rebuilding work. But it is an incredibly sad day. And I don't think any of us actually wanted the day to come because I know when I woke up on the morning of that Champions League final, the result doesn't change the feeling that we had when we woke up on the morning. And um, I wasn't bored when the double was on. That was the proudest morning I've ever woken up to be a Spurs man. And let's, let's not forget who the man was that gave us that day. And, and like I say, what happened later in that evening, we can't control. But I was so, so proud that morning and proud of the, the challenges that we put up under him. So it's an incredibly sad day, but it was a day that I fear had to be done. Chris, you know, most wins by Spurs manager in the post-war era, 159, four consecutive top four Premier League finishes, a first ever Champions League final. Just how are you reflecting on the news of Maurizio Pochettino no longer being Tottenham Hotspurs manager? I feel exactly the same as Lee. I feel absolutely gutted, um, shaking when the news come through. Um, I, I also feel like Lee, of, uh, you know, it feels like a death in the family. It's just a very, very odd feeling. Um I personally thought that Maurizio Pochettino would be given a little bit more time, bearing in mind what he has taken Tottenham to. You know, only a few months ago, he's taken us to a Champions League final, not spent any money in 500 days. What an achievement. You know, even Gary Lineker put out a tweet earlier saying, you know, good luck with finding a better replacement than Maurizio Pochettino. And that's probably how I feel right now. Who is going to come in? Who is going to do a better job? Who is going to work with the board? Who is going to um, take Tottenham to the next level with with that lack of investment? Because I don't think that we're going to spend the, the multi-millions of pounds that we do need to take us forward. And Maurizio Pochettino done that without spending the big money like a lot of uh, other big managers do. Um, so I do feel absolutely gutted and, and I am worried now of, of 
you know, what is the next, uh, you know, what is the next step and, and who will come in now? Jamie, I remember one of your poignant tweets saying that you are Maurizio Pochettino right until the very end. You have been one of his biggest defenders and rightly so to some degree of to what and how much the man has taken Tottenham from the point where he took over. What's your feelings? What a waste of a serious talent we had. Um, I think Maurizio Pochettino, as Lee said, was one of the best managers we've had. And we've sacked him. We've let him go. And um, obviously I'm hugely disappointed. But um, look, what he... What he did under the circumstances is just magnificent. I mean, you know, this time when we were building the stadium, it was always going to be very difficult for any manager that was going to be at Spurs because they were clearly going to be limited in the funds they had to improve their squad. And for me, most managers probably would have t- uh, would have gone backwards. They would have struggled under the circumstances. But rather than, than uh, struggling, Maurizio Pochettino took us forward. He took us to title challenges. He took us to places where... When I was growing up, I never believed Spurs could to, could go, you know, and that and that even includes being in the Champions League, let alone being in the final. So, for me, I'm I'm absolutely devastated. I wanted it to be um, a decision that Maurizio made, and of course, it, it does sound as though um, he didn't want to leave, and that it's Levy that's now got rid, rid, rid of him. But unfortunately, the biggest worry for me is um, one of my favourite French journalists, who's been very spot on most of the time, is saying that um, over the summer there was a big row about money and uh, Daniel Levy didn't want to invest so much in the squad. And um, I think that's very concerning. I mean, if we're looking to bring in someone like Jose Mourinho and, and he's going to have all those limitations, I just think it's a, it's a very, very poor decision and one we'll probably look back on uh, as a big regret. We are going to discuss shortly the potential candidates, although there seems to be only one in the frame at the moment. John, need to get your reaction on Maurizio Pochettino's departure because I know, again, you have been very much behind the man. You've wanted to give him time to turn it around. I remember even doing a show with you only a couple of months ago where you said he could lose the next 10, 15 games. You would still want to keep this man in charge. Just how are you feeling at the moment? I'm really struggling, Ricky. I'm I'm, I'm really upset and um, it's just heartbreaking news. You know, it, I see him as like a a friend or a family member, and, and as some of the guys have alluded to, it, it does feel like somebody has, has passed away and you're not going to see them again. I'm, I'm really low at this moment in time. He, he'd given me everything I'd ever wanted in supporting my club. When he came in, he said, I'll make you proud, and he's done more than that. You know, he, he, he's he's made beating Arsenal seem like a normal thing. He, he's, he's made history for this club, things that will never happen again. You know, the last season at the lane, we were unbeaten. That will forever be in our history, and it was this man that managed that team. It was this man that meant that when we opened our new stadium, we won that opening game. It was this man that took us to the Champions League final. It's this man who just, you know, made me so happy and so proud to support club. And I'm just absolutely cut up and, and devastated tonight. And I can't even think about another man managing this club and, and, and Saturday's game. I'm, I'm just really, really upset, Ricky. And, and I, I'm very disappointed in the club and, and Daniel Levy to have done this. I've been a huge backer of, of everything about the club. Uh, you know, sometimes I'm too positive about the club, but They've really let let me down and, and let our fans down, in my opinion, because, you know, if anyone deserved time to, to turn this, this situation around, it was him. I just don't know where we go from here. I can just see us, you know, falling back to, to not, you know, not the levels we've been at the last few years. And we've really punched above our weights. And I'm really, really upset that none of the players have come out and said anything either. They've just all gone quiet, you know. To be fair, Toby Alderweireld, and again, when this show goes out, John, there'll probably be several that do come out. Toby Alderweireld has come out and expressed his disappointment over Richard Pochettino's sacking. He has gone with that classic phrase of his magic, you know. I mean, he will be highly popular, Lee, within that dressing room. What's going to be the impact now? 
Have the players let him down? That's clearly obvious, isn't it? <clears throat> I'm struggling. I'm struggling to get my words out here. Um, I just, when you listen to John and the passion, how, how have we done this? How have we let this guy go? The, the stats are outrageous. You can throw nine months at me. Nine months in football. Everyone tells me it's a long time. It's fucking pig tiddlywinks. It's that. It's like a few a few games. Twelve games in. I just uh, Champions League finals, FA Cup semi-finals, second two Premier League title challenge uh, opportunities. When did we ever feel that we could do that? Yeah. What from you know? I, I listened to. Um, the, the pod that you and Jace done with 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 Captain Perriman, of course, Steve, Steve Perriman, the great, the great that is. And, you know, you're going back years, 30 years since we were an amazing team. 30 years! And this was the time when we were we were dining at that top table. And now what we're going to do is what? We're going to get a Jose Mourinho into the club. And then he's going to say to Mr Levy, hello, mate, you all right? Can I have 600 million? And then you just heard from uh, from Jamie that you know Levy was bulking at spending a, a, a you know a hundred million on on a couple of players in the summer. This is just utterly ridiculous. You know, if we get an Allegri, if we get a Jose Mourinho, that might relieve some of the some of the fears in the short term. What happens if we go and get Eddie Howe? What happens oh, if we go and get some? Do you see what I'm saying, though? You know, Pot, Mauricio Pochettino, of all them things that John just rolled off, he was also nominated as a top three managers in the world only four months, five months ago in FIFA. And Jurgen Klopp, who won the Champions League, got record points total with Liverpool in that same season, who won the trophy, actually said in his speech, we all know who should be standing up here. And he pointed to Maurizio Portocino. I mean, and then the club have the arrogance to sack him. Regardless, and I take Jason's point, actually, we don't know if, look, we don't know if, if Portocino, Maurizio looked in Daniel Levy's eyes and said, you know what, I can't, I can't carry on. I don't think I can do that. We, we don't know that. And that would be my only saving grace, you know, to, to, I suppose, to calm my emotions down to say that actually he couldn't carry on. But if that was the case, why don't you just come out with a mutual agreement and, you know, and go from there? This guy will turn up at another club, one of our rivals, no doubt, rub our noses in it, and he will be laden, laden in trophies. Because that's it. He's a winner. It, the whole attitude of it is being a winner. But, look, it's happened. We've got to move on, and we've got to move on quickly. And, and like everyone would tell me, football moves on quickly. So we've got to find another person. But I'm struggling, lads. I'll be honest with you. I just don't. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm. I'm devastated. I, I'm devastated. This is going to take some time to process because, again, just so listeners know out there, we are recording an hour, an hour and a bit after we've just received the news. Jace, football moves quickly. Managers move quickly. I suppose the question I have to ask you next is: It looks like, according to several sources now, that Jose Mourinho is going to become Tottenham Hotspur's manager. This is, again, at the moment, it's, it's, a, it's looking likely. What do you make of that news? You've never held back in your dis- despair at that man. How does it make you feel thinking he could be the manager of this football club? Well, I was going to say to you, Eddie Howe is definitely in the dugout. For oh, my God. Our lane because don't forget, we're playing Bournemouth, Rick, so you can calm yourself down. <laughs> uh, um, but he'll definitely be in the dugout that day, anyhow. Um, Mourinho, I've said it many times, haven't I? I'm, you know, I'm not as uh, I'm not as enamoured with that. I think the, the style of football we'll end up playing will be horrendous. 
uh, and the style of football for me is important. It's when I leave White Hart Lane over a game, I, I want to look forward to, to going back in two weeks' time or whenever the next game is. And Mourinho's football doesn't, doesn't thrill me. I know people will say he'll bound to win a trophy and we'll take the League Cup seriously, but League Cup final is 16 months away. So, you know, anyone that thinks he's going to come in and we'll suddenly get a trophy on the... Well, there's 16 months till that next trophy, unless we manage to end up in the Europa League. So there'll still be a long wait for a trophy. Um, and he's just just not the man for me. I, I just, you know, I said if when when Ramos won a trophy, I don't remember too many people saying we can't sack him because he's just won us a trophy. And when I look at it, I think the two despised managers this century were Graham and Ramos, who won us a trophy. And the three respected managers were Yoel, Redknapp and, and Pochettino, who played wonderful football and actually didn't win us a trophy. But that, that's what Spurs football is. Um, so, you know, for me, the standards of football is, is not just winning a trophy. It's got to be one with style. And I'm afraid Mourinho won't win us a trophy with style. Chris, I think me and you have been fairly, fairly you know, clearing our views that we want to see Tottenham return to that top table. We want to see Tottenham compete for trophies. Jose Mourinho, however you dress it up, yes, the football isn't that attractive, but he does deliver trophies no matter where he's been, whatever country, whatever league, the man has got a CV full of trophies. How do you feel about that potential appointment at Tottenham Hotspur? And could you get behind that? Um... Yes, he delivers trophies. There's, there's no doubt about that. When he comes to England and, you know, called himself the special one and, uh, you know, won everything in the land and he's done great things at great clubs. Will he manage Tottenham? Um, God, blimey. Um, I don't know. I, 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 trying to process that Poch has left and then trying to process again that another manager is going to come in. Yeah, I know. It's, um, it's too much in the space of an hour and a bit, isn't it? Just so it far really too is, much. But yep. Yes, if you're going to say about um, Mourinho, yes, he does deliver trophies, but will he deliver them at Tottenham? He probably would. He probably would. Um, you know, where a lot of us want to win cups, FA Cup that we haven't won since 91, League Cup that we haven't won since 2008. I'm sure that he would put one of those trophies in the bank almost immediately, exactly the same as he did at Manchester United. But would the quality of football be what Tottenham fans want? Um, I'm not so sure. So, you know, watch this space. Can we just ask the rest of the boys, is there a feeling that we might have made the decision to make sure we get in quicker than the other side south of the river would get in? Maybe. maybe. It's a great point. It's a great point. I was thinking that West Ham as well. There was rumours about West Ham getting Benitez. And then all of a sudden we've 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 got rid of uh, Potticino today. You know, Emery's under massive pressure at Arsenal as well. I think it's a good point. I think that maybe we have gone gone early to get you know people. I'm not talking about Allegri. You know, Allegri to come in. I mean, imagine him turning up at Arsenal, for example. You know, you talk about them not down the road. So I, th- I think it's a I think it's a good point, Chase. I mean, so just 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 the speculation. If if we all sat there and said. Tottenham want Mourinho to be the next manager, but we'll give Poch uh, a couple of weeks to turn the corner and we then watched Mourinho pitch up down at the Emirates. Would we all be sitting there saying we were right to give Pochettino those two weeks? It's, and, and that's from somebody that can't stand Mourinho, doesn't want him there. I just mean the, the principle involved, that maybe that's part of it. They thought we have got to act now before, before the, uh, 
anyone else acts and of all clubs to act, it will be that lot down the road. Something is very clear though, and Jamie, this sacking of Maurizio Pochettino is the biggest gamble of Daniel Levy's Tottenham career. How does Spurs try and move forward now? Because Mourinho is an appointment that is a statement in itself. Yeah. It doesn't play the most attractive football. Tottenham, as you know, when you go to that new stadium, the game is about glory. Are Tottenham's board trying to match that ethos with appointing someone that does win trophies? As well as the football is not the prettiest. And that's that's the difficult thing here, isn't it, Jamie? Because Tottenham yeah. are known for playing great football. Mourinho is known for winning trophies and maybe not playing the most attractive football. But I have to say on Mourinho, when those first cut seasons were at Chelsea, they weren't moaning mm. about his football there. I mean, thoughts no. on that potential appointment? I'm I'm slightly mixed on it. I, I think that Jose Mourinho is a big name. And the fact, you know, a few years ago, if you just said Jose Mourinho would be Spurs manager, given all the success he's had, I think it is a, it's a good sign for where the club has gone. Um, but, you know, and maybe he'll put trophies in the ca- in the trophy cabinet. But for me, it's, I just I'd feel very uncomfortable about it. I think it comes back to the point that Jason made. You know, Spurs are all about playing attractive football, and I just think that the way that Mourinho is now, I think that you know we saw the way he played at Manchester United. It was incredibly defensive minded, uh, just very boring football. And, and Manchester United got completely fed up with it. You know, we heard the, the reaction from their fans each week of how they were just totally fed up with the football that he played. But it's, I don't know, it's very difficult because we've said he is a winner. So maybe this is the chance to win trophies. But honestly, you know, if you give me the chance between Mourinho and Pochettino, it's just, it just seems an absolutely bizarre decision to bring in Mourinho and, and second Pochettino. So I, I, I'm personally... I'm mixed about it, but to be honest, I'm more leaning towards I, I would be disappointed with that appointment. John, what's your first thoughts on this? I know it's a lot to try and take in. Firstly, the, the manager going, someone that you love a lot and someone that we've all had fond memories of during his time here. And then the potential appointment of Jose Mourinho. How does that leave you feeling? Yeah, it's a lot to take in, Ricky, to be honest with you. I, I don't really, I can't even think about that. You know, it's, it's just going to be incredible to see someone else, not, not you know, in our, in our manager's seat on Saturday. And, you know, on, on Mourinho, one thing I would like to say is that, you know, there's a lot of talk that he would bring in trophies and that. But this that was at a time before Manchester City just hovered up all the domestic trophies. I think times are very different now. If you get to a Carabao Cup final now, unfortunately, you're not playing uh, a lesser team. It seems to always be Manchester City who get there because even if they rotate their squad, they've still got a team full of 11 really strong internationals and they just, you know, roll you over in the final. So I think it's going to be very hard for any manager to win domestic trophies, unfortunately. Uh, unless you've got that huge financial backing that clubs like Liverpool and Manchester City have got. And I don't see a manager better than Pochettino who may have done that. But he has gone now and I have to, you know, I have to get used to that really and start thinking of another manager. And I'm sure in a couple of days' time, I'll, I'll be able to, to give better feedback on that. Rick, sorry, buddy. Can, can I just ask you, w- what's your feelings, bud? Because, you know, when, you know you're, you're, you're the host, you're the... You're... You know, we ain't really got your feelings on that. So, can I ask that question to you? Like, Jose Mourinho coming to the club, how, how do you feel about that, mate? Well, firstly, just on Maurizio, just to make my point very clear, as you guys know, I've been very clear in my stance over recent weeks that the performances have not been improving, the results haven't been either. But having said that, I did believe that the club would have given Maurizio a bit more time to turn it around. I would have thought he would have got the West Ham game. And if he won that, maybe beyond that. So... That's one point. On Jose Mourinho, I'll be honest, for me, the guy is a proven winner. 
He does win trophies. The only thing that I am concerned about is our style of football. And I know that's that's rich when you sit there and say you want Jose Mourinho, but you're worried about the football. But that is what comes with it. And I just don't know if Spurs supporters in general are going to be able to buy into a man who is very pragmatic, does shut up the shop and simply goes to just get a result. And maybe some will argue that's what Tottenham need to do. That's what Tottenham need, yeah, to, get to, the next, get, need to get to the next level. Maybe they need to do that. Yeah, uh, uh, right now, that's kind of what we need to do, don't we? We need to stop shipping goals because that's ultimately what, what's, been our, what, what's been our downfall. But you, we, you got, you've got the best number nine in the world who scored 21 goals in 20 uh, games this year. It, it's, not, it's not a lack of goal-scoring opportunities that we've had. We, we've beaten teams, scored four and scored five and whatever. So... You know, it's, 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 it's been at the other end of the pitch, and so maybe we do just need to be a bit more pragmatic for certainly the next kind of few months, maybe. I think as well, maybe if I look into next year, and you know, we've, we've all been worried about Kane. I think, you know, Mourinho's the type of manager that, if as a player, yeah. if you probably saw him pitch up, you'd think, perhaps uh, perhaps I won't won't try and jump shit too quickly, because if anyone, I yeah. think players themselves probably do believe if anyone's going to succeed here and deliver trophies here, it is Mourinho. So, you know, my gut feeling would be if he walked in the door, your, your chances of keeping hold of Kane and, and perhaps a Deli Alley and perhaps a Sonny and that increase immediately. So, you know, yeah. I can see that part of it. It's a great point, that, great if, point. If, and I think if Mourinho is the person that walks through the door, then then the, the criticism of Levy that he puts profit before any ambition to win things, well, I think that would be a case of we've just sacked a manager that's cost us what? At least twelve million, up to sixteen million to sack, and we've we've appointed a serial trophy winner. So I think from that point of view as well, that the critics couldn't then turn around and say Levy doesn't care about trophies. But but like I say, you know, I, I see the positives in general with him getting the job, but I just he would not be the one that I'd be asking to come through the door. Chris, a lot has been made of Tottenham's ball and their decision to make this change. Tottenham are set to pay a record-breaking figure to pay off Maurizio Pochettino and his coaching staff, which will surpass the 19.6 million paid by Manchester United to sack Jose Mourinho. It clearly feels, from the board's perspective, Chris, they just simply had to make that change. Otherwise, you couldn't imagine them parting with that sum of money when we know what our board are like when it comes to paying out for players and trying to bring players in on minimal fees. Look, let's face it, we all love Maurizio Pochettino. We all agree on that. But um, the league form, the form as a whole, um, the players not playing for the manager throughout 2019 has just not been good enough. 25 points in 24 games. You know, him, him saying, to, to me, I think all of this problem started back in July when he turned around and said, when we were playing in the Audi Cup, I am not the manager, I'm the coach. Ask the board if, uh, if you've got any confusion on, on that. Now, I think that that's when it all started to go wrong, in my opinion. Um, but there are, there are too many signs, there are too many lows this season. And that's why I think that the board have made this decision. They, they clearly feel that Tottenham were not going to reach top four because that is Maurizio Pochettino's goal. That is his aim. That is what the board expect. And he has delivered Champions League football top four for the last four seasons. Now, they clearly felt today that he, he was not going to reach top four this season because you do not build a stadium like that to have Europa League football or no European football whatsoever. So 
that is probably why. And there's a lot going on behind the scenes that probably none of us um, have a clue what's going on. Lots of arguments, lots of uh, rowing. He seems very, very grumpy. He's been very grumpy since the Audi Cup uh, win in the summer. So, you know, lots of things have gone on in the background. So I'm not, you know, when you say surprised, I am shocked by it. I'm shocked by the timing of it. I thought thought that he might be given a little bit longer. And, you know, all of us have been sound on the WhatsApp group over the last few hours. We've, we've all been uh, talking on there um, saying, you know, potch in, potch out. And I was completely sat on the fence saying, I think that, you know, if he wins the next couple of games, then, you know, hopefully he will go on a run. But when you consider, and Jason said it earlier, um, the... The way that we were playing football in these last, what, six, seven games, um, it's just not good enough. And it's just really, really clear that the players weren't playing for the manager. Jamie, I'm going to read you out the statement that came from Tottenham Hotspur at 7.30pm UK time. Bang on. It said the club can announce that Maurizio Pochettino and his coaching staff, Jesus Perez, Miguel Degostano and Anthony Jimenez have been released of their duties. Chairman Daniel Levy said, we were extremely reluctant to make this change. It is not a decision that the board have taken lightly, nor in haste. Regrettably, domestic results at the end of last season and beginning of this season have been extremely disappointing. It falls to the board to make the difficult decisions. This one made more so given the many memorable moments we have had with Maurizio and his coaching staff, but we do so in the club's best interest. We've said how much this is probably Daniel Levy's biggest gamble at Tottenham. And you've already expressed your reservation, concern about Jose Mourinho. Yeah. I have to ask you, between now and the end of the season, what is the aim for Tottenham? Oh, bloody hell. Um, well, I mean, it's obviously the club really want to get into the top four. And that, that's obviously why they've made the decision um, now. Um, and, I get, and, and there may be the one thing they're thinking with Jose Mourinho, and I wonder whether it's a, it's a short-term appointment and, and for the rest of the season. Of course, he's a guy that he can get results. Um, it's a questionable whether he is still capable of getting results. But maybe that, that maybe that's the thinking, that Jose Mourinho maybe is a short-term option. He's a guy that they think know that can go and get results. Maybe they don't want to get uh, someone younger like an Eddie Howe or a Nagelsmann who are slightly inexperienced and that's why they're going for someone like Mourinho um, it's, it's difficult to say the aims because we're in a position in the table where I just don't think it's possible for Spurs to get into the Champions League this season maybe that's the thinking of the club and um, uh, it's, it, it's, uh, it's very difficult to kind of um, kind of consider what, what the club's ambitions are now John Levy went on to say that Maurizio and his coaching staff will always be part of the history. I have the utmost admiration for the manner in which he dealt with the difficult times away from a home ground whilst we built the new stadium and the warmth and positivity he brought us. I should like to thank him and his coaching staff for all they have contributed. They will always be welcome here. And his last point, John, is interesting what he says here. He says, we have a talented squad and we need to re-energise and look to deliver a positive season for our supporters. And that last bit, John, where he says, we have a talented squad and we need to energise, it just seems that it needed a fresh voice from what you can gauge there from Daniel Levy. Yeah, that statement would, would sound like that. And um, yeah, you know, we, we have got very talented players, you know. We're hopeful that, or well, the club will be hopeful that the change of manager will bring in that new manager bounce and somebody will come in and, and get these players performing to the levels they should be. Look, we have had a very disappointing start to the season, 
But on the counter of that, I'll say that for a new manager coming in, we've actually played almost all of the top eight away already. We're one win away from being in the uh, last 16 of the Champions League. So it's a very exciting job offer for someone to come in. And there could be a quick bounce because, as I said, we've played a lot of the hard away fixtures already. So it's a job for someone to come in and impress and, and leading into the January transfer window when they can get some of their own targets. And it may repair some of those fractured relationships. And Lee, back round to you. I have to ask the same question to you. What are the aims and ambitions now for Tottenham for the rest of the season? If they are going to appoint a new man and it looks like to be Jose Mourinho, what is the minimum requirement now for Tottenham? Well, I don't think much has changed. In the, well, that's a ridiculous statement. Of course, the whole <laughs> world just the falling apart. <laughs> we just, we just, thought, we just, our whole world's falling apart. But in terms of the actual plan, uh, you know, Tottenham 2.0 that uh, Jamie always talks about, and you know, the rebuild that Poch or the media have been talking about as well. That, that's still the same thing. Still, it's, it's, whoever comes in, still got the same players, still got the same contractual issues with Christian Eriksen. Still got the same dickhead Danny Rose coming out and talking about, you know, I'm going to be in until my 18 months is down and this, that and the other. They've got to come and manage that. I suppose the major difference when you talk about manager balance, and if it is Jose Mourinho coming, Jose coming in, if, if Jose comes in, he commands that respect to walk in and go, I've won 26 trophies, you know, behind Pep Guardiola and Sir Alex Ferguson, I'm the most successful manager on the planet. That in terms of winning stuff, you want to win stuff. And I think Jace made a massively uh, good point earlier. You know, the likes of the, 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 the guys that are on six-month contracts and they're going to leave it in season, quite frankly, I've been saying this all season, I couldn't give a toss about them. Get them out of the club. If they don't want to be there, sod off. It's the guys that do want to be there sign a five-year contract, it's a six-year contract and a five-year contract. And the Lamellas and the Sons and the Deli Alleys, Lucas Morris, Harry Kane, best number nine in the world. Maybe, maybe with a, an Angelotti or an Allegri or a, a Jose Mourinho coming through the door at Spurs, maybe they look around, like Jay said, and go, hang on a minute, lads, I think we might win something here. M- maybe they do. And that, that's, that's me maybe finding a little bit of uh, uh, new manager bounce, I suppose. Let's put it that way. I'm, I'm feeling the new manager bounce. I think the, the fact of the matter is where we go from here. Is I said it on the WhatsApp group, and I'll put it out there publicly now. I still think with, um, you know, by the end of the Christmas fixtures, we'd be sitting fifth in the table. We're only three points off of fifth now. Yeah, it looks doom and gloom and it looks horrendous. But, you know, some of the people that wanted Poch out, they got what they wanted. Daniel Levy, Hartfelt, whatever it might be, he's, he's, he's got his man out. I just, I just feel that, you know, with eight games, Christmas coming thick and fast, it only takes one good result, one, you know, a goal off your backside or, you know, a lucky result or a last minute winner or something like that to turn the season around. Um, you know, it turns so quickly. I take you back to February 21st, 2019. We were five points off the top of the table. You know, people forget this. And I know it seemed a long, long time ago. Five points off the table, two points off a second place. We were third in the Premier League. And that is a record points total that the Premier League was won. And the, and the, and the team that uh, came second also was a record points total. And we were five points off that in February 21st. When we lost to Burnley... Potch went mental and all that stuff with, with Mike Dean and blah, blah, blah. And that seems to be where the rails are falling off. So it can turn really quickly, as we've seen. It can also turn really quickly the other way. And we've still got the quality in the squad, the players in the squad, sod the contract levels, by the way, but the, the players and the quality in the squad to go on a run. And we can go on a run. And now with a manager bounce, we probably end up well going on a run. Um, we're three points off a fifth. We're 12 points off of the top four. It feels a long way. But we can claw that back. We can get back up there. So I think to answer your question, long, long-winded answer, the, the Project 2.0 still goes. We'll go again. 
we, you know, we rebuild. It took Liverpool four years to recover from the Brendan Rodgers uh, five point uh, at the top of the table, losing Gerard uh, Slip. That year, it took them five years to get back to an elite. That to rebuild, they changed their manager, they rebuild their entire squad, got to Champions League final, and they obviously won it last year. And oh, by the way, they beat us in the final. So it took Leicester three and a half years to rebuild after they won the title. You know, they've had huge devastation in their club as well, but it takes a bit of time. You know, I, I just feel that, you know, we've got to understand that in one instance, people are saying, you know, Potticino, he's underachieved, bad results, this, that, and the other. But actually, what about if he just overachieved for the last four years? We've spent no money. Chris said 512 days with no signings. You know, this is this is madness, um, even, even though he was doing a good job and maybe that was papering over the cracks. But the reality of the situation is a new manager comes in, these players have got a show now. If they want to down tools even further, what happens now if the manager gives Danny Rose and Toby Alderweireld a bounce, but makes Kane and Deli Alley down tools because they love Potch so much? Difficult. Jace, what changes now in terms of those players that are there that want to wait? Does anything change for those players? I have to ask you, what does this do now to the squad if a Jose Mourinho comes into it? What's going to be the impact on that dressing room? Hard to say, isn't it, what happens with the one time? I mean, if he, he, in theory, wanted Toby at Man United, maybe he'll get Toby to sign a contract now. Maybe Toby will think, do you know what, it probably is the best place for me. But I don't think I don't think Daniel will like that. I just hope that um, that Daniel learns his lessons as well from this and that if Jose sits there with him and says, I want X, Y and Z and I don't want these four, whoever those four happen to be, anywhere near the football club, that Daniel works hard to to get those players out of the club rather than saying, well, he's only got 12 months on his contract, but we're still ask 85 million for him. I mean, you know, I think Daniel has to, to take some responsibility for for letting Pochettino down with, with keeping hold of some of those players. And when we've talked about painful rebuilds, I think this one will be even more painful than people realise. Because when I look at that squad, there's a number of Pochettino players in there. There's not many players that I would look at and say, he's a Mourinho. Lucas Moore is a type, and Lucas Moore is a typical player that won't appeal to, to, to Jose Mourinho, I don't think. You know, he doesn't like that. It, it will be about, you've got to cover your, your defensive runs and all those types of things and just bringing a bit of individual flair every so often. Don't wash with Mourinho. So I think, you know, all those players will have a hell of a lot to prove. And it wouldn't surprise me if, if we're sitting here in 18 months' time under Mourinho and there's there's really only three or four of them left. Chris, I mean, I have to ask you the same kind of question. In terms of a new manager bounce, how much is that going to affect that dressing room for you? Are we going to get a reaction from these Tottenham players? Is it going to change our season? We have to get a reaction. I don't think it can be any worse. I think that... You know, in recent games, you could see that Maurizio Pochettino was given clear instruction and the players weren't following it, so they weren't playing for him. Um, whoever does come in, whether it be um, Mourinho or someone else, um, the players do need to react. But it'll be interesting how the new manager um, keeeps certain players, get rid, uh, get rid of certain players. And like Jason just said, you know, will, will players like Toby Alderweireld now stay? It'd be really interesting to see, you know, was... Was Pochettino the problem? Why these players aren't signing the contract? Who knows? We don't know. You know, we don't know. You know what was going on in the background. But yeah, um, you know, getting your head round. You know, Poch leaving and then someone else coming in. Um, it would just be really interesting 
of how long the club take before they do appoint another manager. You would think, though, Chris, just on your point then, I'll give you the chance to answer. They surely wouldn't have sacked Maurizio Pochettino without a plan in mind, surely. We've got West Ham in the next few days. Surely there is some kind of plan in place. Got to be a done deal, isn't it? Well, you you think so? Chris, do you think there is a done deal here? Surely. I'm not sure. I, I just think that... Tottenham are all about top four. Daniel Levy is all about top four. That new stadium is all about top four. Everything is about top four. So they must believe this was the right time to get rid of the manager and he wasn't the man to take us forward to reach top four this season. Now, if they have made a decision and they have got their eye on someone or even talked to someone already, then they must be very, very confident that that manager... Um, that man is going to take us to top four this season because, you know, Chelsea, Leicester, Manchester City, Liverpool are sitting in the top four right now. They don't look like they're going to lose many games. Um, you know, you've got to rely on one of those teams to lose three or four games and us to win three or four games to even catch them up. Um, it seems a very hard task at the moment, but a season is very long. Um, a good manager will come in and get the players playing. And like John said earlier, we've played a lot of difficult games already this season. So. Um, you know, if the players play um, and the new manager gets money to spend, um, then who knows? Jamie, I have to come over to you. Disappointment, I know it's still sinking in for us here. I know, I know it is still sinking in. But again, the same question to you, really. The impact a new man will have in that dressing room now. Can you see the likes mm. of some of those players, Alderweireld, Vertonghen, Rose, Aurea, Eriksson, being given a second reprieve? Or do you still think for you their time is up at the football club? No, I, th- I think for most of them it was about money. I don't think they got the sort of money, the level contracts that they would be honest with you. I, I just hope that Jose Mourinho or whoever the next manager is that comes in just gets them as far away from the club as possible. Hope that if they are, if they do decide that that's what they want, they want to leave Tottenham these players, then he just needs to try and um, get rid of them as soon as possible. I don't want to see players that are, uh, that are uncommitted to the club I think that that's been that was one of the biggest issues from Mauricio Pochettino, having just simply too many players that were no longer uh, committed as they once were. And I just hope that if Mourinho, whoever does come in, he's just got to get rid of them. Big words there, Jamie. I mean, John, do you back whoever that man is to come in to be able to work with this group of players? Or is it going to be very difficult when you know there is so many that do want away? Yeah, I think there are so many that want to weigh, but um, you never know of a new manager. You know, they could be friends with the players from before. They could be friends with their agents and certain things could get done. Actually, if it is uh, Mourinho, for example, one issue I'm really concerned about is he's previously mentioned the weaknesses of Davidson Sanchez and, and specifically targeted him during Manchester United's Europa League final against Ajax. And that's the man that we spent £42 million on to be our, our sort of bedrock moving forward when, when Toby and Jan move on. And if we bring in Mourinho, a man that already doesn't rate him, that's really alarming. And it could mean that we need more than one or two new centre-backs in the summer. One point I'd like to pick up that I think Jason made really, really a good point on earlier was him saying, have we, have we gone for this in the knowledge that, you know, before others can, the manager situation? And, and what's, you know, I've, I've just been thinking about it over the last couple of minutes. And I believe Luis Enrique was heavily linked with Arsenal. And he's just announced that he's going to go back and manage Spain for Euro 2020 today. So it could have been Tottenham's thinking that, look, Luis Enrique has now gone off that manager's list and Arsenal may have been looking at one of the managers that we were maybe thinking about appointing and, and that's why a decision has been, has been reached today because all the, all the journalist articles over the last 24 hours have been saying, you know, the time may be up, but not, not so specific as just today at 
I feel like Tottenham's decision has been been rushed maybe by wanting to, to beat the beat the gun and get ahead of Arsenal and, and West Ham in terms of that managerial appointment. And um, you know, I, I feel like a new manager will be able to lift some of the players, and we have fantastic players, and I, and I hope that can start on on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, Sam Allardyce is available. Sam Allardyce <laughs> is available, lads. <laughs> honestly, listeners, brace nice yourselves. Rose, Big Sam. Big Sam. He's a big fan. What do you um, think, Jace? Danny Rose, Big Sam. What you say? What you saying? <laughs> the first thing to do is get rid of that bloke from the club. That's for sure. Whoever, whoever gets that gets nice. In fact, if Maria walks in and on day one and says, "Danny Rose, go," I'll I'll get down on my hands and knees and clean his bloody shoes. I tell you, just get rid of him from the club. Anyone. Rick, you you are you are the host, mate. You are the man. It is the last word on Spurs. So it's only fitting on this on this kind of I suppose uh, I suppose tribute in the end to Ponticino and, and his breaking news is that you have the last word on Spurs, Rick. And you know I, I'd be really interested. I know listeners would be really interested to hear what your thoughts are on Mourinho coming in and all the stuff that we've talked about. Just summarise how you're feeling and, and and what you want to happen with the club, mate. Yeah, I think what I am going to do very quickly just give us all a chance to give us you know our favourite Maurizio Ponticino moment. He most certainly deserves to have that. 100% on this show and I think we can look back at his time there was one thing he promised us when he came to the football club and that was to make us proud again and my god he's made us proud and for me I've always said that the biggest travesty for this man now is that he's left the club without a trophy to his name because for what he's brought to the football club in terms of the progression domestically to take Tottenham from where we were OK, we got under Harry, we did get top four, but Pochettino made that a regular occurrence. Finishing above Arsenal, that became a regular occurrence. We played some wonderful football under him and it is a shame the way it's ended. And I have been very clear that I'm not going to be hypocritical. I've said it over the last three or four months that the results haven't been good enough, but I did feel he was going to be given more time. But I am absolutely gutted. I'm devastated that he's ending this way at Tottenham. I am really, really sad he's going out on the way he has done. But for me, if I was to look back at a moment in which I was so proud, I would probably have to say, which I'm sure you guys are going to agree with me, will probably be that Champions League semi-final, the Ajax moment, that Lucas Moura goal to get us to the final. I don't think that moment there, I could have been any prouder as a Tottenham fan to see our Spurs, my Spurs in a Champions League final. It was such a special thing. And I think as fans, we haven't got over it. I think Maurizio never got over it as well. And I think that to me is definitely my favourite memory. Getting to that Champions League final, the emotions of Tottenham fans, what that meant to us all, how we connected with the football club. And that's what football's all about, those special moments. And he gave us more than just that one. We had some wonderful moments in charge with him and I just wish him all the best and I think I'm going to break down the next time we have to play him. I just hope we don't have to play him. I hope he goes to a different league and we don't have to, have to face him on the opposing dugout because that's going to be very, very tough. So Lee, give us your favourite Pochettino moment. Brilliant, Rick. By the way, mate, brilliant. Uh, I mean, I echo the stuff that you said. I mean, I, I was down the throat of the Harry Kane goal when we went to... Uh, we had the mask on against Arsenal, um, and and it went straight down my throat. I was I was sitting in the south stand, and 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 that is a massive memory for me. You know the 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 finale. Um, it was one of my best mates, Nick Martin. It was his 40th birthday that day, and we was at finale at White Hart Lane, and to see Potocina, how how proud he was to be a part of what is going to be our history and, and, and you know, I don't worry, lads, I'm not going to sing about legacies and whatever, but it is his legacy to, to, for that. That was massively proud, you know, on, on the football field, we've beaten 
some teams. We 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 hadn't. I mean, again, I was listening to the pod uh, uh, earlier today with uh, Captain Perriman that you guys had done, and we, we hadn't beaten An- uh, Liverpool Anfield for seventy four years, and that was in his and that was in Steve's era. And then we go to the like to Man City away, and we go to Chelsea away for the first time in twenty six years, and we go to Arsenal and regularly start beating them and, and finishing above them, and you know that's where that entitlement stuff come from. A Potch brought that to us. Yeah, we didn't win a trophy, but Potch brought that to us. He brought that that elitism almost to us, that 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 ability to believe. And now we're sitting there going, oh, results ain't good enough. But yeah, results ain't been good enough because he made them good. So did you I mean that for me is is a is a genius. Gonna miss it, Giza. Yeah, it's going to be so strange just not seeing this man in our dugout, like John said. And Chris, come on, I know you've got a lot of love for this man. What's been your favourite moment under Maurizio Pochettino at Tottenham? Without doubt, the uh, the, the road to the Champions League final. Um, lost my voice on both games, Manchester City and the Ajax one. Um, unbelievable games, both of those. Um, I've just cheered, you know, like I've never cheered any Tottenham matches before. Uh you know, under Pochettino, and he's delivered Champions League football for the last four seasons. Uh, an incredible man, and uh, I completely agree with what you said, Rick, that I- I'm devastated more so that the fact that some of the special football that we have played under him, um, superb Champions League nights, all of that, and it is devastating that the fact that he has walked away from the Tottenham job without winning a single trophy. I- I- I'm really gutted about that. Jamie, you said Pochettino to the end. You was. Yeah. Favourite memory for you? Yeah, look, I think, firstly, I think Lee made a great point. I think he, you know, results at the moment are disappointing because Pochettino raised the bar so high. And uh, that's, I think, why we're so disappointed with how it how it's been going recently. But um, in terms of my favourite moment, I, I think I'm going to go back to the, the season where we challenged Leicester for the title. I think it was just... It was a very special season for me because, you know, growing up, Spurs were, were never really even pushing even for the top four. And um, it was kind of different moments like that season. I think when we went to Manchester City and, and won at the Etihad, it was kind of like that first real belief that Spurs could do something really big under Pochettino. And to even consider that Spurs could win a, uh, a Premier League title with, or, um, or, or be in the hunt was just unbelievable. And... Uh, Another very special moment for me that season was when we beat Manchester United 3-0 at, um, at White Hart Lane. And, and I just remember seeing when the third goal went in and just the pride of everyone around the ground and, and just that we're beating one of the biggest clubs in the country 3-0. And, you know, a few years prior to that, it would have been just impossible to imagine that. And, um, yeah, look, I think the way that Mauricio made me believe as I said earlier, that the way he made me believe that um, Spurs could go and do big things was was something that I'll never forget. John, give us your final thoughts on this. A difficult subject. I think, like I say, we all feel sad. No matter if you felt the form wasn't going well, you know, it's still a sad day to depart from someone that is a truly special man. I think we all feel the same, that we just wanted him to depart with trophies in abundance. Final thoughts, John. Yeah, if it's going to be a final thought, I just want to thank Maurizio for everything he's done for, for this club and, and making us feel proud to be Tottenham fans and proud to wear our colours and, and proud of walking around North London. You know, he made us the, 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 the biggest club in North London. We finished above them three years running. And for me, for my, my favourite game, everyone's going to say those Champions League games, but actually one for me was, was finally finishing above Arsenal. It was in our last season at White Hart Lane 
And it's probably our most comprehensive win over them. To beat them 2-0, I mean, we haven't kept a clean sheet over them, you know, since the Battle of Hastings. So to beat them 2-0, Kane and Ali, two quick-fire goals, it was just a magical day for me to finish above them. Uh, where I grew up in North London, it was literally half and half of my friendship group. So that was really special to me. And thank you, Pochettino, for doing that. One other point I'd like to make is I wonder what's going to happen to his two sons that are employed by the club. Obviously, his youngest son is in the academy. It'll be interesting to see what's going to happen with him moving forward. Um, and, he, and his older son is the sports scientist for the club. I'm sure he will have left uh, with, with the first team coaching staff. But just just thank you for everything, Maurizio. And I wish you the best of luck in the future. And um, yeah, thanks again and good luck. Jace. I haven't forgotten you. Come on, favourite memory. Just that, that scene at the finale when he was looking around the stadium. And, and you know what? That was a look that he gets it. And that's what I mean by he gets it in a, the right way. That was, that was the night he thought. He, he understands everything that this club means to every single person in it. And, and that was fantastic. And as I said, that feeling of waking up on June the 1st, thinking we're about to play a Champions League final is something that was beyond any of my expectations that I've ever had in the 40-odd years of following Tottenham. And that feeling of real pride that morning is is something that I'll never forget. And that's, that's down to him. Guys, I think that's enough for this subject because it is tough. And, you know, again, we emphasise the point here that whether you're a Pochettino in, whether you felt there was a need for the change, there's undoubtedly, you know, a warmth towards this man and what he gave Tottenham Hotspur Football Club during his period. He will be remembered for giving us some wonderful games in charge, those regular Champions League finishes. You can't get away from that for what he's done for the football club. But it will be interesting to see in the coming hours, should we say, who the next man is going to be appointed because it seems to be very close. But we are back on Love Sport Radio this coming Thursday in what looks like now to be a squad special We've got two hours coming your way of talking all things Tottenham. And by then, we may very well know the next man to be the manager of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Thank you for listening, as always. Keep the faith. And come on, you Spurs. Gave you a moment to recover there. We saw what it meant to you. We saw the tears. What, a, what an amazing evening. Yeah, it's still difficult to, to talk. I think the emotion is amazing. Thank you, football. Thank you, this guy. My player, they are heroes. I told you in the last year, I, I am telling everyone that they have a group of players that for me are heroes and they show today big balls. Second half was amazing. Thank you. Thank you, football. <laughs> this type of emotion without football, I think it's impossible to live. Uh, I know. I am so emotional now and thank you our fans, thank you the people that believe in us from the beginning of the season to achieve this amazing moment and I think it's fantastic, it's difficult to describe with, with words all that we are living now. We thought the Manchester City game was crazy, we thought that was insane, I mean you've done it again, they can't keep doing this to yourself because they were, they were tears of relief, there were joy, stress, all those emotions mixed in. Yeah, we were talking before the game and the, the meeting on the that uh, when you work and um, when you feel the love it's not a stress it's a passion and I think the emotion that that we showed today was the passion to love this this sport that is uh, football and I seen in the game against Manchester City and and today is amazing I think the fans 
but the people that is not uh, from Ajax or from Tottenham, I still enjoy a lot, and I think it was a joy um, to watch this type of game. The emotional for us was so tough, for sure for Ajax, difficult too. Um, I think to compete in this level and and this a magic uh, competition, uh, this situation can happen, and and of course I, I am so grateful to be a coach, uh, to be in football, and to be living this this uh, type of moment. Everyone was a hero, as you say, but Lucas Moura, a superhero, I think. Yes, superhero. <laughs> All heroes, but him, superhero. I think an uh, unbelievable hat-trick. Uh, he deserves, he's a great guy. I've seen everyone deserve, uh, from the first to the last one in this club, with all the, the tough moments that we are living in the five years when we arrive here, to have the chances to, to play the finalists. It's amazing. I want to remember my family. It's for them too. For the people that support us in that moment, it's, it's amazing to, to reward them. And thank you. And we need to be ready now for the next game Sunday and, and then to prepare the, the final Madrid. But it is with tears of joy tonight as well. Mauricio, congratulations. Well done. Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.